Happy Halloween, Foam Flingers. Come, join us at the fire as we fill the night with tales from our community. What makes a flywheel blaster? Is it limited to the spinning wheels inside of a plastic shell? A mad scientist by the name of Curve wished to test those limits and brought about a monstrosity that was destroyed as soon as it was born. Curb looked upon their angle grinder and watched as the wheels span round and round. They looked from the angle grinder to the dremel in their hand, and the wheels in their head began to turn. With the use of some scraps of wood, a couple of screws, and duct tape, they created the most dangerous flywheel blaster the community had ever seen. Fearing for the safety of their fingers, they chose to use a piece of brass to insert a dart between the wheels. The wheels quickly grabbed the dart from the brass and launched it over the chronograph, achieving a velocity of 90 FPS. Fearing the creation they had brought into this world, they quickly took it apart, piece by piece. For not all mods should see the field of battle. When a player faces their fear, they may find that they develop a taste for it. Alright, so I'm Spud Spadoni, and I'm going to give what we're kind of calling our spooky stories uh, from our time in the Nerf hobby. So, my first one comes from, I think around 2012, possibly 2011, uh, at an event called ETNO which was the Eastern Tennessee Nerf outing held by someone named Brock, who uh, is no longer uh, active in the hobby. Um, and a lot of the guys from the southeast, from the Atlanta area, drove up to attend it, um, which particularly, you know, had people like Flying Chicken there and Nerfomania there, who was with his girlfriend, uh, Red, as we called her. So... Um, the day is going fine. This is a um, a fall event, so near Halloween, and we're playing, and we're in between rounds, and Nerfamania looks down, um, or we're talking, and I look down while I'm talking to Nerfamania, and I see this spider, um, which I generally do not like spiders. Uh, I'm not a, not a big fan of them, so I kind of, like, take a step back, and I was like, ooh, because, like, it was, you know, close to me, uh, and Nerfamania, who I guess wasn't as scared of spiders, was like, oh, what, that? And he had his uh, tornado bow in his hand, which is a vortex tornado shell with basically either, like, a rainbow or, like, a plus bow internals kind of shoved into it. Um, and it was extremely powerful. So he, he took his blaster, pointed it down point blank, and basically, like, eviscerated this spider. Like, it just disappeared. And we were like, Oh, man, because, like, we had never kind of seen that happen. Like, I've never seen a nerf dart, like, kill a bug like that. Uh, and he picks up, it was a slug, so it was a slug dart. Uh, and he picks it up, and the, the tip is, like, you know, has has a little bit of, like, juice on it from, from the spider. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's, like, disgusting, you know, because I'm, you know, this is, like, 2011 or 2012. I'm probably, like, 15 or 14, maybe. Uh, maybe, maybe, yeah, um... So he picks up this dart, and he, like, tries to, like, wipe it off on me, like, on my shirt or something. And I take another step back. I'm like, oh, no, like, get that away from me. 
And I don't really remember how he got to this point, but all I remember is that he, I was like, he was kind of chasing me with it, and I was like running away, and he was like, I'm, he was like, careful, I don't like shoot you with it or something like that, because um, I do remember that I was running, and Nerfomania starts to load this dart into his tornado bow speed loader, um, primes the blaster, and at this point I'm kind of running perpendicular to him, far away, maybe like a hundred. 50 to 100 feet away and um, I'm running and as I'm running I'm looking and he's kind of taking aim and following me with his shot and then boom he takes the shot and you know he's not aiming for me uh, in any particular way he just wants to try to hit me with it but uh, the dart ends up hitting me square in the face um, right in the corner of my mouth so again here is this slug dart covered in spider guts essentially uh, and it hits me, like, in the corner of my open mouth, uh, which <laughs> was, like, I didn't really notice, like, um, like any sort of, like, it, I don't think, I don't think it really got in my mouth, but, like, it ended up, like, giving me a fat lip for the rest of the event. Like, my, my lip was kind of busted, <laughs> and he, of course, felt really bad and everything, but it was kind of funny. We joked that, um, because my lip was bleeding a little bit, that I was now going to become, like, a Spider-Man, because the, the spider DNA was infused with my blood um but the main thing also that happened at this event was um in the corner of the field we were playing in was this like large shrubbed area um that had multiple bushes kind of in this circular pattern and it was really hard it might have been a giant tree that was kind of um had some like very thick foliage um regardless it, we were using it as cover a lot of the time so someone would get behind it basically you know, in the very corner of the field looking towards the center of the field, and someone would be on the opposite side of this bush trying to shoot through the bush to try to tag them. Um, and this happened a lot through the day. And um, so at one point, I think it was like a team deathmatch, and Nerfomania was on one side of the bush, and I was on another side of the bush, and uh, I had my plus bow, and I'm just trying to hit him through it, you know, because we're just kind of like, oh, I want, you know, it's not that serious. And I hit a shot, and I just hear him, like, Basically, you know, he's, he makes this kind of painful noise that he's in pain. And uh, I basically found out that I shot him right in the groin. And, like, basically the worst spot I could hit him uh, through this bush that was probably, like, 10 feet wide of some, you know. And um, which kind of felt like karma in a way. <laughs> um, but it was also, like, very... Uh, you know, it, it was not a good situation. He was, you know, on the ground, kind of reeling. Uh, and so we're all like, oh, my God, you know. And then I hear this voice just say the words, Spud, I'm going to kick your ass. And I turn around, and it's Nerfomania's girlfriend, Red, who is at, like, a, on the top of this hill with, I guess, the rest of the people, like, just kind of spectating. Um, and it was coming down to check on her boyfriend, Nerfomania. And they're, like, probably in their t early 20s at this time. And you, here I am, like, you know, a 14, 15-year-old. But, like, the idea that this woman, uh, who I'm I'm good friends with Red. Like, I, she didn't know me that well at the time. But we're, we're very, like, I'm good friends with all of these people. Uh, but I was very scared that uh, there was going to be some sort of ramifications for my actions. <laughs> um, so that was, that was just a funny event kind of, but uh, the spider guts was a little gross, and I definitely got scared uh, of my life, for sure. 
For our next tale, we must take the journey into the past and learn the value of a mirror and the consequence of not thinking things through. This is Archer, coming at you Halloween style, here in the great mysterious lands of Central Park. Now, I hear there was a request for the Dark Jam podcast of spooky mysterious stories for the imaginary campfire, and I'm here to tell you the infamous one that not many people know about. Now, I have been in the hobby for many, 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 many years, and in doing so, I have had many encounters with questionable face paints. And today I'm going to tell you the story of the time I accidentally blackfaced myself. Let's go. Now for full disclosure, hear me out, this was actually accidental. I kind of just did the thing without thinking about it. I was in Springfield, Missouri. This took place during NVZ and nobody apparently nobody stopped me so I just went about and I did the thing and trust me there is a story to it so here we go uh, I graduated college in 2016 and I wanted to do something awesome right so I decided to go to NVZ now NVZ was just before end war had kicked off this is kind of the beta event to give this national zombies thing a try so I decided with a friend to take a questionable road trip on a Greyhound bus from Philadelphia to Pittsburgh, then spend 14 hours driving at the time with a stranger from Pittsburgh for 14 hours down to Springfield, Missouri. See the theme where I'm getting at where things are starting to get a little suspicious. Now, we go off to the event and in the midst of my packing, I decided to pack black face paint. Sounds pretty harmless, right? Now. In packing black face paint, I didn't exactly plan as to what I was going to put on my face at the time. Missouri is a very hot place. I also didn't exactly come fully prepared. So, for two days at the start of this grandeur event, I decided super last minute to do what I thought as a Native American tribal thing. I am a scurvy pirate. Um, and in the midst of doing so, what I thought as Native American tribal, quote unquote, cool, actually was dipping my hand, similar to this, in black paint and shoving it across my face. There are pictures on the internet that still exist that prove that this actually did happen. The only thing is, is I went about with the face paint. I went to different restaurants and different establishments. We went to a barbecue place and not a single person stopped me and brought up the possibility that I may or may not have looked kind of racist. Now, this was an entire weekend. This was a whole three days of wearing this paint on my face. And it was a fabulous time. Very, 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 very hot. Like, real hot. But we had a great time. And I eventually took the paint off my face as we were packing up our things and getting ready to make our trip back home. And then as we get home, as I am back in Middletown, New Jersey, this same friend who had traveled with me throughout this sketchy road trip decides to shoot me a text and say, Hey Archer, you know you looked black-faced, right? Well, not really. I was trying to, uh, 
That didn't even cross my mind. Why would you say that? Oh, well, I didn't know if you knew, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to let you know now. And that was the time I accidentally blackface myself. There is a reason it takes a while now to put paint on my face. A lesson learned and a mistake not likely to be made again. Our next tale is a warning as to why foam flingers should always fear the darkness. Many years ago, a group of friends began flinging foam together as a way to pass the time. They grabbed some blasters and headed to a church to have some fun. Things went well the first couple of times and the friends began to come up with different games to play inside the building. Eventually, they began turning off the lights and chasing each other around in a zombie survival game type. In the darkness, none of the friends could see each other and began running back and forth in attempts to avoid those who had been infected with the zombie plague. A few minor injuries were incurred, but the friends couldn't be dissuaded from this new fun game. However, this would be the undoing of their indoor foam-flinging adventures. For as they continued their game, a human began his run without seeing the zombie in front of him. There was a loud crash, followed by sounds of pain. The lights were turned on and revealed two players lying on the ground. The human had a cut across their head, but the zombie had lost a tooth. The players had put the game above their safety, but now the game was over. Sometimes when things seem hopeless, the best course of action is to hide and wait for the devastation to pass. So my second story is, is comes from playing HVZ while I was a student at Auburn University. Um, I we kind of did an event that was a close. It, it was a it was a private event, so only students could attend, and it was held in a single building, so not across campus, for a single night, from like. Uh, I think like from 7 to 10 p.m. So it was only like a three-hour event, but it ended up being really great because it just, it was very fast-paced, a lot of action. Um, and we're playing in a four-story library. So every floor, you know, you have these, um, you know, these bookshelves that are going to make this, these really awesome interactions with zombies. You know, you can kind of peek through the bookshelves at people. You can shoot through them. And half the lights were off on every floor. So the the main of every floor, there was a main stairwell that was in the center of everything. And then the 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 library shelves kind of spot they they were on a radius around that. So the further away you got from the stairwell, the less light you had. To the point where it was basically pitch black um, in certain areas. And it just created a really really awesome environment, especially playing it in October because um, they did it twice a year. And I remember, you know, I, I attached a flashlight. I just masking taped a cheap flashlight onto a Dark Zone Magnum. Um, me and a friend both did that. And uh, we basically would keep the light on, and then we would use our offhand to cover the flashlight so that way it wouldn't, like, kind of just blind people. And then we would just remove our hand, kind of flop our hand down, and then the light would show, and then, you know, you could, you could basically kind of... Um, 
you could spook people that way. Because what happened? What would happen is you would look into the bookshelves and see some movement, and then you'd flash the flashlight, see a bunch of like zombies standing there, and they would scatter like bugs. It was a really really fun experience. But um, there was one point where um, I was leaving one of the side stairwells because you could access all the stairwells in this in this building, and my friend had already been tagged out. And it was just me, and the stairwells were the safe zones. So you couldn't tag anyone in the safe zones for, for safety purposes. Um, but it also made transportation between floors easy to know that, you know, you wouldn't get tagged into a stairwell. And um, so you kind of had to be careful, because if you ran out from a stairwell, you could get kind of spawn camped that way. Um, so I remember there was, a line of, there was a line of humans just off of the stairwell. And they were on the outside of, of these bookshelves. And they were they were all in a line because they were kind of you know following kind of this caravan style movement, um, and there was a lot of you know noise, a lot of people getting tagged, a lot of screaming and yelling and stuff from other areas nearby. And I went to go join them, so I ran out of the stairwell to to kind of like hey like you know just uh, power a numbers type of situation. And then as I as I left the stairwell, you know I guess there was a zombie that was camping saw me run. And tried to run after me because I knew if I just walked out of the stairwell, like th I could have got spawn camped. So as I'm running, you know, as I'm going to to meet up with these humans, like you know, maybe 15 feet away from me, I notice the zombie. Like I, I, I can tell that someone's running behind me. So <laughs> I immediately go to these humans and squeeze by all of them to try to get into the front because again, they were they were in a bookshelf. So I go, I squeeze through all of them in between these two bookshelves, get out of the bookshelf, cut a right, and then go inside the other bookshelf next to it. So like, you know, the aisles of the bookshelves, I go and, and go to the next aisle over and just kneel down and just pretend and, and just be silent because it's pitch black. And I just look over to the left where the, the other bookshelf I was just in with all those humans, and they just all get sworn by three zombies and get tagged. And everyone left... And I was the only one just stay, just kneeling there on the ground in the other bookshelf, just, like, not making a noise because I knew, like, I was basically, there. like, there was no way I was going to get out of it. And no one saw me there. Um, so that was pretty cool. There's a lot of instances like that in our HVZ event. And it's one of the things that I'm really disappointed I didn't, I didn't get a chance to uh, have a GoPro or anything to record those. Cause, you know, I can't go to those now. Um, but, man, there were some great interactions at that. And that was definitely one of the most... Uh, <laughs> Um, adrenaline pumping moments that that was that was really fun to experience there. Every game runner weighs the balance of safety and fun, but sometimes there's nothing you can do to help a player when they fall. Sometimes we must learn how to fall so we are able to get back up. Uh, the year was 2021, uh, around August or July, a uh, local group was having their monthly game. Um, at this point, we were getting into the modded rounds, 150 FPS, and I don't remember the exact game mode, but, you know, it's usually, you know, go to the middle, shoot the other team, win. Simple stuff. And I'm, I'm running towards the middle, of course, you know, no point in going the other way. Uh, and that that's when... Tragedy strikes. I, I go to slide, and I'm a I'm a bit of a heavy set guy, not you know huge, but I end up my weight pulls me backwards, and I fall back on my left arm, 
and uh, I heard a loud pop. I'm like, oh, oh no. And it, I, it didn't really hurt that much, but it's like, I knew something was distinctly wrong. My arm was misshaped, and you know, I'm on the ground at this point, like, oh shoot. Uh, I call for hold. All the admins are like, what, what the hell are you doing? What, what are you doing? Because, you know, I'm not an admin. I'm just some regular guy who goes all the time. Um, and I'm like, I, I think I just broke my arm. And, you know, it's a lot more concern in my voice. Not, you know, this talking. And there, <laughs> for, for a split second, everyone just goes silent. Only for a split second. Because next thing you know, everyone's in emergency mode. Everyone's rushing to come help me. Um, very, very well how it happened. Um, the, the staff took great care of me in this case. And... <laughs> Yeah, it, it didn't. It definitely wasn't what they were planning, but they were definitely prepared for it. And so they they uh, make a makeshift sling, get me out of the sun, because it's it's August, July, you know, super hot out. You don't want to be out there and you know get shocked. So they take me under the admin tent, put me in a chair, and uh, we wait for the a uh, ambulance. Uh, some of the admins take their leave and keep everyone, you know, occupied with the game. That's what they're there for. They're not there to see me, you know, under a tent, you know, weird bump on my arm, you know, whatever. So, the rest of the admins, you know, are watching over me while the main ones are going and letting the kids stay busy with their stuff. Uh, ambulance eventually comes by, and the whole time the admin team's just watching over me. All my friends are making sure I'm okay. So, I I'm glad I have that. That's, the, you know, the most wholesome part of the story. <laughs> Uh, they, t they take me to the hospital, and I find out I uh, broke my Yulna on my left arm. Really badly, really badly. X-rays look terrible. It didn't break skin, but it was still, you know, pretty nasty. And I, I, I don't think I would have made it too well if uh, my friends didn't stop by every now and then checking in on me. One of my friends, Kirby, literally stayed with me the entire 11 hours I was at the hospital. Crazy stuff. I'm so glad. Kirby, if you're listening to this, I love you. You're the best. So, they, they, uh... Pop the arm back in place, you know, they're giving me, mis you know, anesthetic, so I don't feel it, of course, because at that point, the adrenaline's worn off. You're, you're going to feel it. Um, and I had to take some, uh, some, some leave from the nerf community, and I came back uh, armor-plated, as I say. I, I uh, had to get a surgery done, and they put a titanium plate <laughs> on my left arm, which kind of seals my name as uh, Hank the Tank in the, the Maryland community. And, you know, I, I have full function of it, which is really lucky, you know, having full function to, according to the surgeons, they're like, oh, wow, you're, you're recovering great, that's so good, because apparently this stuff's supposed to hurt, which every now and then it does, but, you know, it's not, like, debilitating, but, uh, definitely a cautionary tale, uh, know your limits, know what you can do, uh, don't, don't push yourself like I did, because you will hurt yourself, so... Also, make sure to stretch. That's probably another thing, too. You know, it never hurts to stretch. But, uh, I appreciate having the offer to, uh, give this story here. Hopefully, it is, a good offering here. So, thank you. When a lack of sleep and a drive to keep going compete, one can only hope to have safe travels. So my last experience um, of a kind of some spookiness isn't really necessarily Nerf-related, but it has to do with going to a Nerf event. Um, so last year I went to a Nerf event in Atlanta called Costco, which is a war that f 
Flying Chicken hosts uh, in Atlanta, which he hadn't hosted in a long time. He had also kind of been on a hiatus from the hobby for a long time, so this was kind of his, like, return to nerf in a way. Like, this was his his event that he always ran. Um, so it was a big deal. A lot of people came down for that. Um, obviously, there was people like Drac there. Uh, Bobo Lolo was there. Um, Luke from Out of Darts flew down and and was there. So it was there was a lot of really cool people. Some of the... the uh, veterans who who aren't active in our area showed up for like kind of a big hurrah because it's generally an old school event like no there back in the day it was an old school event and now that it's a new event for at the time 2022 um it had been modified to no mag so you couldn't have a blast with a magazine so it was a really kind of um it's a really cool event to kind of bring out some older kits and um try to use them with new darts or or modify things to to like um like modify a link so it doesn't have a magazine it has a breach there's also all sorts of cool things but it was an event i was really looking forward to that was in uh january of last year and um generally when i go to events it's not necessarily that i'm excited that i'm like oh man like i i can't sleep because i'm so giddy to wake up in the morning and go to a nerf war it's more that i'm anxious about everything I have to plan make sure you know I'm running through did I have everything prepared did I get everything I needed to do I have everything packed that I need to for the morning that um I will just overthink sometimes and I'll end up basically staying up all night and being unable to to fall asleep because I'm so why my brain is just wired that way uh and something I'm kind of used to but uh I haven't I haven't it was, I hadn't gone to a war in a couple of months, so it, it was definitely I would I was definitely not used to it. So, this is a war on a Saturday. So again, I have all Friday. I have stayed up. I think the last time I looked at my clock before I fell asleep uh, on Friday night was around five o'clock in the morning, and I my alarm was for six fifteen because it's a three and a half hour drive for me to get to Atlanta for events. Um, so I knew I had to, you know, be up at six to make a, a 10 o'clock event. So I, I want to say I got probably 40 minutes of sleep legitimately. Um, so if you take away that 40 minutes of sleep, you can basically say by the time I got to this event, I was up for 24 hours. Um, basically 23 hours minus 40 minutes or, or 25 hours minus 40 minutes or because, you know, however the sleeping schedule ended up working for me. And, um... So then I, 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 we have this event, and we're, we're there all day. It's a big event. Um, you know, it's, I'm active. Nerf events for me, I generally run around. I'm generally pretty active. Um, and because this was such a big event, and, and, and Luke was there, and it was his last day in town, and, and there were so many people over that um, Drac hosted kind of a, a dinner with some of the, the really old school guys uh, at his place. And um, so we ended up, going because I, I didn't want to miss out on that so and we usually do dinner after events anyway um so i'm there f at this event from 10 a.m to like six or seven o'clock i go to drag's house with everyone we hang out and you know I, I i'm trying to stay awake because at this point it's been like probably close to 30 hours or so that i'm like 30 35 hours that i'm awake um <laughs> and i'm doing all right you know i'm, st I'm tired i can definitely feel i'm tired um but uh I just didn't want to leave. You know, I just wanted to hang out with people. There were some people I hadn't seen in years, so it was really hard for me to just say, oh, I'm too tired, I gotta go home, or oh, I gotta get on this drive. So I ended up leaving at midnight, because that's when everything kind of had started to 
to wind down. And there were so many people staying at his house already. There, were pe- there Someone had a, a hammock set up in their basement, basically in their crawl space, because they had so little room uh, to sleep. So I was like, don't worry, I'm gonna, like, I can, I can deal with it. If I end up getting too tired, I'll, I'll get a hotel or something. Um, and it wasn't just that I was leaving at midnight, I also had another three and a half hours on the road to drive home. So that meant I was basically gonna get home at like 3.30 to 4 a.m. Um, which if you remember, <laughs> uh, I basically uh, went to sleep at like 5 a.m. the day prior for 40 minutes. So again, you remove that 40 minutes. I've basically been up for like 40-something hours. Uh, basically two full days. Um, so again, yeah, because 48 hours is, yeah, it was about 40 hours. 42 hours, maybe. Um, and it got to the point where, like, immediately when I started driving, I just knew that it was going to be really sketchy. Because um, I'm by myself, and I don't really have anyone to call because it's midnight most pretty much everyone I know is asleep, um, and it got to the point where I was, like, driving on this highway, and, like, anytime there would be a curve in the road, or the road would kind of lean, like, the dotted lines between the, the, the lanes of traffic, like, it seemed like they were, like, floating away from the road, like, I was, like, losing vision of the road itself, but I could still see the white lines, so as long as I was following those, I was good, and I was, like, Felt like I was, like, driving into space. It was a little sketchy. (laughs) I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. I should probably stop. But I don't know if it was just sheer willpower or plain stupidity. But I ended up making it through and making it home, which was good. But, yeah, I basically started to hallucinate uh, on this drive back from from a long event with no sleep. So uh, I don't think I'm going to try to do that again because that was a little scary, like actually life-threateningly scary. But um, <laughs> sometimes it's nerf or nothing. So uh, that's pretty much it. That's all the stories I've got. Um, so, yeah, happy Halloween, everybody. Thank you for joining us at the fire for our stories. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.